Welcome to The Last Thing I Saw. I'm your host, Nicholas Rippold. The filmmaker Nadav Lapid has made one tense, kinetic, indelibly original drama after another. Policeman, The Kindergarten Teacher, Synonyms, and now Ahed's Knee. Ahed's Knee premiered at the Cannes Film Festival last summer, where it shared the jury prize, and it opened in New York on March 18th. The film is about an Israeli director who is presenting one of his movies in a small town, thanks to an invitation by a young, eager library official. But when he arrives, she asks him to sign a government form saying exactly what topics he can and cannot talk about. The director, who's named only with the letter Y, lashes out at his host. But the small community, which she's part of, doesn't have exactly the reaction he might expect. The film's title, Ahed's Knee, refers to a well-known incident in Israel when a Palestinian teenager named Ahed Tamimi slapped an Israeli soldier. A conservative politician responded by saying that she should be shot in the knee. I spoke with Lapid during his trip to New York about the film's ferocious vision and how it explores the idea of resistance without coming to any easy conclusions. Please note you might hear a little audio distortion occasionally during the recording. Hello. Long time hey, no Nick. talk. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. How are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm fine. Fine. So we spoke during the pandemic early on, like March or April 2020. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. I think I was I was in the middle of the editing. We were talking about editing with long distance and all sorts of yeah. stuff like this, I remember. Well, first of all, I just want to ask, how should I refer to the director? Is because I would say why, but in in the in, in the Hebrew, it's, it's how do you say it? It's Yud. Is that what you say? Yud, Yud, yeah. But you, you can call him Y. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's. I mean, in English, it's kind of great that he's called Y. But um, yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, in German, they call him X, which is like oh, that's, very, that's not bad. Yeah, that's that's yeah. kind of Kafka or something. Yeah, exactly. It sort of struck me a different way when I watched it this time. I got curious about the movie, just how you think about it. Do you think about it as uh, like a thought experiment or do you think of it as wish fulfillment or is there an element of like regret? You mean if like in the movie, in a way, I try to to change reality and to and to wash my sins? Um, as, as a, <laughs> Could be, yeah. Like or yeah. even just wish fulfillment. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. No. First of all, I'm, I must say that I'm very ambiguous about this movie. From all my movies, it's the one which evokes the, the highest level of ambiguity. I'm, generally, I'm not ambiguous enough with my movies. And here, I feel that its strength is also, it's also a part of the question that it's raising. I feel that I never want to do such a movie again. Hmm. Um, in a way, Unlike previous movies, I, I can totally accept each compliment, but also each critique that someone is expressing on the movie. I can totally accept them both. In a way, there are two things that I cherish in the, the movie. First one is that when I don't watch it for, I don't watch the movie, but when I don't watch even like, like you know, on a slight, like a half of a scene, half of the opening scene, when I do, I don't know, a technical test before a screening, when, when I get, in a way, far from the movie, I like it less. But then I realize that each time that I'm, I find myself in front of the screen, I'm kind of taken by it. I mean, I, I feel that it's charismatic. So this is one thing. I mean, I feel that there's a kind of 
charisma that, that you know i mean on the top of whether the movie is good but i mean i don't know exactly what it was mean whether it's success it's a failure it's, uh, it's like this it's like this is it too frontal is it not there's the kind of kind of explicit charisma this is one thing and the other thing that i feel that and maybe this is in a way the answer that i feel that it had a total fidelity to the mental intellectual existential situation of the person who created it which meaning myself while it was created so in a way you know i mean yeah i'm not like comparing but you know i don't know you can watch certain paintings by i don't know van gogh or jackson pollock and in a way you know um, i mean i mean on the top of trying to figure out if it's his best paid painting or not his best painting when you have a You'll be especially, I think, taken by this feeling that, that you see like naked emotions or naked soul hang like this on the wall. So here, I think, for me, in a way, what you see on the screen. It's, yeah, it's definitely pretty raw and cathartic because you see him speaking out. So maybe I'm thinking of myself if I talk about wish fulfillment. You know, someone speaking out against something like this and seeing what happens. Um, yeah. But what made me feel differently this time is that I realized the person he speaks out to is a soft target in a way. And what happens when you speak out sometimes is it's like when you have customer service, you know, the person you're yelling at has nothing to do <laughs> with the larger system. I mean, in the end, they want to protect her. Totally. You, you know, I remember that I read a little bit in the same, I read it that the biblical prophets they always gave the most extreme, furious, radical prophecies while being on the, in the desert. And in a way, they always said everything to no one. <laughs> and I think that, you know, that also, as you said, the person who, to whom he's talking is, is, is a soft target, but also is like using, shouting all the words that exist in the human language or, or, or emptying himself from words in front of no one. I mean, I think in this sense, it's a, it's, it's a totally, it's a much more existential act than a, than a political one. Mm. The other thing that came to me about the desert setting is that it's hard to be alone. I mean, th th it's funny that the first thing he does when he's out and going for a walk is he immediately has his headphones on and he immediately has a call where he's immediately plunged into divorce drama that seemed to be like an important part of that scene as much as anything else. Uh, totally, totally, totally. I agree. I think that, you know, also there's something about him because on one hand, like he is detaching himself in a way from human society with his arrogance, with his, uh, the way he despises others, the way he, he feels that he can predict what they'll say before they even open their mouth and they probably will say nonsense. You know, with, I mean, I mean, with aggressiveness. On the other hand, he has is um, clearly a despair necessity. You know, in being all the time pumping all the time into someone. Yeah, that gets at something about. I hate to say something like this, but creating art or, or there's a certain there's there's a weird mix of having empathy for people or, or situations, but also having this total self-absorption where you have to be, be convinced that your point of view is the one that you're gonna pursue, absolutely. No, you're right that in a way it's a movie about following a point of view 
to such an extent that at the end it leads you to to the abyss. Yeah, just in terms of like the outside world, uh, I mean, I'm, I have to ask, like, what sort of blowback or what sort of response did you get in, in Israel uh, related to this, ma- making this film? Yeah. So I remember, you know, that after Khan, I mean, you know, also my previous films, they weren't like extremely friendly and patriotic, but, but I remember that after Khan, for the first time, I think in my life, I really felt it's not that I, like that I was afraid, but I felt totally, I felt kind of inconvenience to go and to screen this movie to Israelis as if someone is inviting you to his apartment and you 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 pop in and then you spit you spit on him on the table on, on the, on, you know on the wall. I mean, I mean, I, in a way myself, I felt that it was a bit too much. But then when the movie was screened in Israel, so of course there were you know there were I mean of course it evoked polemic and uh, were, and and it became also kind of reference, especially in the mouth of people who haven't watched it but only read about it, like all sort of important political figures from the, maybe from the Israeli mainstream or for the right, called to boycott the movie and to boycott myself and, da, 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 and this is the proof that, that we, we shouldn't finance, finance these movies, uh, etc. But, uh, but among the people who watched it, I never, never ever have I got so many emotional and shaken reactions on a positive sense from people like my telephone is is full with hundreds maybe 1000 messages of people writing and that, that, that i don't know in person writing to me you know usually between 2 a.m and 5 a.m in the morning usually around 2000 words in a kind of a kind of verbal trance that is consciously or unconsciously i think attached to, to the verbal trance of the movie and I felt that a lot of them for them in a way when they watched the screen they looked at the screen the movie tried to tell them what have they become what comes out of you when you do all the right things in a wrong place I mean how out of being right for too much time you become terrible Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that reminds me a little bit about the story about military service in the movie, because, you know, you can say, are there soldiers being brave by embracing the orders, or are they just being conformist by embracing the orders? And is the person who refuses to, he's doing because he's afraid, not because he's brave. <laughs> so I thought that's a really great microcosm in a way. Yeah, I'm, I'm thanks. I mean, I mean, you're totally right that in a way, who is the real rebel? I mean, who is the real um, creative soul? Who is the who is the conformist? Is it the one who understands things in a very literal way, and you know that the victim and acting only out of instincts? Is it the one who knows everything but observes with a kind of um, kind of distance a little bit you know the, the other guy who, who understands everything but but keeps distance or is it the in a way 
the crazy director, you know, the devilish director, the sergeant, but was, as you said, also in the service of, of the law, of the order. Yeah. About, about the director in the film, I, I began to think that there was something almost, uh, don't take this the wrong way, I'm not talking about you, but <laughs> about his behavior and the way he's acted, it almost felt like he's a child, um, you know, he's, he's having a tantrum, you know, when he has that long speech and it ends with him hugging her as if he's a child, basically. I really felt that somehow. Was that, is that part of what, what you're feeling there with that character? I think, you know, it, it's, it's my first adult hero. You know, uh, in all my previous movies, there was a, in Policeman, there was a kind of, you know, you know, um, um, he, the hymn of, of virility and manhood. And, 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 and this guy was just before becoming a father. So there was something about him that was clearly still holding to, you know, to a certain youth, to this, to this fr male fraternity. Getting mm -hmm. teacher, yeah, it's. The, the, the four years old kid and then in a way that the film also deals with childhood childhood and inspiration childhood doesn't doesn't matter synonyms i think it's 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 clearly you know you know a kind of film about also about being young film that, that can happen only to young people and he's the first adult and he's in a way in the middle of this process of becoming a real adult and of course you become real adults when your parents are dying because in a way this is the moment i think when you are you're in the first row you know first row facing death and life you don't have any more no one to hide behind no one is going to you know when the wave will come no one is going to to absorb it to block it for you so so i agree that there's kind of it's almost, a, it says in a certain moment, uh, he tells her, you, you know, you know, this is a scandal. Mm. And I think that there's almost kind of in his behavior, kind of protest against life, against death. It's the same thing against becoming old, becoming an adult or something in this, in this, you know, childish refusal to accept, to accept life with its compromises with, you know, this clinging to make troubles, you know, a little bit like an angry baby, you know. Yeah, I totally agree. If I remember correctly, I think you basically <laughs> cut from the end of that that sort of rant, rant and hugging her to the footage of his final scene of his film in the film, I think, or it's very soon after that, which is a baby laughing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah exactly. Uh, and then, it, right. and then I, 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 I thought it was funny, you have the uh, it's like in Hong Sang Soo movies where they have a joke about Q and A's. You know, here you have a joke about the first question being, "Is that baby you? Are you the baby?" <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Although the double joke is that the child and kindergarten teacher is kind of. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in a way, in a way, in a way, the question is not so silly. I mean, I mean, I mean uh, yeah, yeah. I I also just wanted to ask uh, like some details in the movie. I think sometimes. You know, we forget to talk about the introductions, the openings to movies. And I just want to say that this has a really cool and kind of glamorous opening that almost feels dystopian in a, in a wild way. Um, it's, a, it's a real kind of misdirection in a way. Yeah, I mean, I, I, love, I love the opening scene, which was, which was this motorcycle scene was the only thing that actually didn't appear in the, in the script. I mean, it came to my mind, actually, the script originally began 
in this uh, audition, this casting room uh, with Denis. And then I, I told myself, okay, a film name, I mean, in, in Hebrew, the title is Denis, so English it's Aydni, but it doesn't matter, but a film name, Denis cannot begin with, with Denis. Uh, so I started to raise questions, like to ask myself how this, this knee arrived there. Mm -hmm. So the knee could have worked, but in a way I told myself it would be more impressive if the knee will arrive on a motorcycle and if the knee would be like, arrive like a kind of modern James Bond, you know. And you're right, I think when you say a misleading opening, I think it's misleading on many levels because it's not only the fact, you know, that you, you, you get like almost two minutes of like, acrobatic sequence with a woman who is going afterwards to sing Welcome to the Jungle and to disappear completely, you know, 30 seconds later. But also the fact that I think, you know, like, if you think about, about the first four or five minutes of the movie, before, in a way, it really begins, and before we meet its main character, it opens all the possible drawers. I mean, it begins with the sky that for me, you know, is a kind of existential statement. It's like saying, you know, I mean, in a way, what's common to all of us that we live under the sky. When we look upward, we see the sky. So in a way, it's like this movie is about every one of us. This movie is about being human, human being, human being, etc. Et so it became, begins a kind of existential. But then then it, then it becomes a little bit, you know, this, this, this strange modern tall buildings and we discover this motorcycle and it becomes like a kind of action movie like stylish action movie kind of james bond movie or whatever and a few seconds later we are in this audition room with this yellow wall behind and people are are reciting in a strange way in very direct way all sorts of political declarations so it kind of i don't know godarian or some of brecht or whatever mm -hmm. and then we sing welcome to the jungle watching uh an extreme close-up of 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 any and watching videos from youtube you know mm -hmm. going to something very explicit politically very explicit up to date so in a way in its first four five movies the the movie I think is opening all the options. I mean, all the genre. I mean, it could it could be this one and this one and this one and this one and this one, and then and then it begins. Yeah, and I love. I just want to recognize. I love the sound bridge from her scream into the the whine of the plane. I'll tell my mixer. We will be <laughs> and the, the yeah the the inclusion of the I guess viral videos is kind of interesting. I'm curious. Do you you remember when this? the video was going around and whatever it was. What were you thinking when you saw that, the slap heard around the world? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I didn't get, I was, I was kind of happy, you know, I mean, <laughs> I, mean, it make, I, mean I mean, I was, I was in a way proud, you know, that, that there is, I mean, for myself. But, you know, it was always like with this girl, I, I mean, that, that I told myself that, and this is af actually something that afterwards guided me to put in the movie. I wonder how people and would people for instance, Israelis could ignore the clear imagistic power of this uh, moment. I mean, because in a way I felt, okay, you can think whatever you, you want, you can think that she's a terrorist and da, 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 da. But, but there's something so, so monumental, so legendary, well-known, mythical. I mean, I mean, I remember that I told myself that if it would have happened all of this in the 15th century, so she would become like a permanent figure in the paintings of Leonardo, Leonardo da Vinci and, 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 and Raphael. I mean, I mean, it would like, 
like you know seeing this this young girl this Jeanne d'Arc I mean I mean you use you automatically yeah. to, uh, slapping you know this extremely armed um, soldier it's it, it, it's really you feel that you see like a statue that you yeah. see a monument that you see a, a, a visual declaration that goes you see the meeting point between the here and now and the myth and the eternal myth of course some of these thoughts became more articulated later but I wondered would they be able still to put her in the role of the villain? I felt it was like, you know, a kind of confrontation between the image and the ideas, or the image and the opinion. Can you ignore the image because of your, of your, of your concept? I mean, in the movie, you have this central confrontation. I mean, who is who is who? Is why is Ahed then, I guess? It's true, and, and, and you know, I'm, 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 in a way, for me, it's curious that no one, no one observed it because, because what's happening at the end of the sequences, sequence is that he's telling her, okay, now we are going to, to we'll break your knee. Yes. And, and suddenly he becomes Smotrich. Right. And it's, a, and it's a little bit, you know, it's a little bit like with the soldiers, you know, that is the same time the tormentor, that is the devil, is the victim, is the, the one who observed from, from outside. And here is, is, is Ayed and he's Smotrich, you know. Yeah. And then it requires a, a third figure, this figure of, mer of mercy of, and love, which again feels very mythic, you know. Uh, this would be the third panel in a triptych, right? <laughs> totally, 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 totally. Um, All right. Always watch the shy ones, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. The, the, the truth, the prophecy will come from the mouth of the silent ones. Yes. <laughs> Can I ask just one small question? With the form that's in the movie that she wants you to sign, is the list of topics the same, like from the list of topics that you had? Yeah, I think so, more or less. You know, I did yeah. a little bit for my memory, but uh, so I can't uh, swear on the Bible. But yeah. uh, but um, I would say that it's more or less the same. I think that even I've chosen more or less the same two topics that he is choosing at the end. I think it's like love and frater fraternity of warriors or something like that. Yeah. 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 Those, are, those are the key words if you're searching exactly. out. Like, exactly. exactly. So I, I just end with the usual wrap up, which is asking about what you've been seeing. What's the last uh, movie that, that you watched? The last movie that I liked maybe, that I loved, okay. I watched. No, it's better because I watched yes. some stuff that I didn't like so much. I can, like, I can tell like movies that impressed me this year um france by bruno dumont a lot a lot a lot i was extreme i thought that the level of liberty their freedom is magnificent and that it's like being in the presence of someone who is like uh, 10 times more intelligent than yourself um annette like uh it's almost banal what i'm saying but you know what i love best about annette i mean of course i Adored the cinema, ta -ta -ta, the opening, da -da -da -da. and I felt that there were sequences that, that were maybe less successful, but it didn't at all spoil my pleasure and my appreciation. But what, in a way, really, 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 really touched me in Annette is that I felt that it's a movie of someone who's attempting to make a film about love, but while attempting to make a film about love, he's actually making a film about his incapacity to love. And while making a film about being in relation to the other, he is making a movie about his incapacity to to 
to give the other a place to exist. I mean, in a way, I felt that also even a certain weakness, in my opinion, in the in the character of Marion Cotillard was a little bit the result of this. That at the end, she's she's generic because this is the way that he looks at other. And 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 I felt that you know that there's for me that there was something heartbreaking about it, and extremely, extremely, extremely intimate and exposed. Because okay, when you do a movie about someone who's unable to love and you succeed. So, when you truly and sincerely want to make a romantic movie, and the movie is so, I think at the end, anti-romantic or non-romantic, for me, for me it was very powerful. And what else? I love, not not in the same level, but I love this this Iranian movie um, made by Rasulov, the movie that won won Berlin. Right, right, right. yeah. yeah. And of course, of course, of course, I loved enormously, but this is already a little bit old, uh, Raduzu, the movie, Ben Lak Banging. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, like I even had to, the chance to be among the jury members who gave it uh, the mm-hmm. Golden Bear. And there were others, you know, that, that maybe I loved a little bit less, but in general, I thought that it was pretty impressive year of cinema. Yeah. yeah. I loved a lot the first hour of Liquid Pizza. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah it is yeah. it is good uh, do you, like also the the runaway truck right that's that's later yeah. on but... and the runaway truck, the runaway truck. Which, is, which, which is memorable and unforgettable yeah. yeah yeah all right thanks so much for taking the time to talk and look yeah. forward to your next movie are you are you uh, writing now or yeah i'm working on like for the first time working on several things in the same time two of them with with american producers oh, cool yeah, and one one in Israel. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah I hope that, that <laughs> it won't end in a, in a catastrophe. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> All right. Thanks a Thanks lot. Thanks so much, Nick. Right. It was care. a pleasure. You've been listening to The Last Thing I Saw with your host, Nicholas Rapold. Please consider signing up at rapold.substack.com. Special thanks to the Minarets for the opening music. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.